Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, Hak Jahan Moon, an anthology. Book 2, Part 1, Section 5. Women will play a leading role in the ideal world. This speech was given at Women's Federation for World Peace rallies in 21 cities in Korea between May the 11th and June the 2nd, 1992. Most respected guests from Korea and abroad and members of the Women's Federation for World Peace. It is my great honor to be able to speak on my views about world peace before so many women leaders from every field of life. The title of my speech today is Women Will Play a Leading Role in the Ideal World. In the era in which we live today, we are ushering in a truly important transition. We can go beyond ideological barriers, linguistic and cultural differences and racial conflicts, and enter a world of oneness. We all yearn for the end of wars, oppression, and exploitation, and for the beginning of a promising future of true freedom, peace, and prosperity. By providing a workable alternative to communism, the system of thought called Godism, advocated by my husband, the Reverend Sun Myung Moon, has played a decisive role in overcoming the unceasing human suffering of the past caused by the misuse of power and in opening the door to the post-Cold War era. Now, in this historic transitional age, we are heading toward reconciliation and cooperation. I would like to speak once again about this system of thought disclosed by Reverend Moon, which he also referred to as headwing thought. I propose that this great formula for the construction of an eternal world of peace based on Godism will serve as the guiding principle for women who will pioneer the future world. God originally created the object partner of his love in order to feel joy. To make a work of art, sculptures work through the night. They pour the energy of their youth into their creative work. Where does this heart stem from? Wouldn't that heart resemble God? who created the object partner of his love in order to taste joy. When you look at the world, you can see that the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, and even human beings all exist in pairs. Why do they all exist in pairs? It is so that they can interact with each other. In the mineral kingdom, positive ions and negative ions interact. If you bring together two elements randomly, they will not always fuse together. If their properties are not complementary, not even God can make them react. On the other hand, if their properties are complementary, then not even God can keep them apart. It is apparent that God created even the interactions in the mineral kingdom as a model of the ideal process of creation through love, though on a lower level. For this reason, centering on the essence of true love, the heart of God, the heart of humankind, all created things and even the animal kingdom are bound to communicate with one another. When you enter such a state of mind, you can communicate even with a rock. The problem is that you have not yet been able to enter such a state. When you enter the deep land of mystery, everything in nature is your friend. When you enter the state of love filled with ecstasy and you laugh, Everything in the world of creation, and even God himself, will harmonize with you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't you have a husband or wife whom you love? How much do you love them? Would you exchange your beloved wife for money? Would there be a wife who would exchange her husband, whom she truly loves, for all of heaven and earth? When you come to think of it, men were born because of women, and women were born because of men. It was all because of true love, which is living for the sake of others. God created and empowered men and women in order to realize the ideal of love through the harmony of yin and yang. Only true men and women can be united in true love, and based on true love, God and human beings can unite. Marriage connects successfully to true love when men and women connect with each other horizontally through their absolute love for each other, and then they connect to true love through the vertical absolute value of God. As you can see, God, the absolute being, has established true love in the highest and most valuable position as the center of absolute values. At the place where a true man, a true woman, and God unite completely based on true love, we can find the key to resolving all our problems, including our view of life, view of the universe, and view of God. God's true love invests and invests again, gives and gives again, and forgets having given. As long as the memory of having given remains, love cannot circulate infinitely. Since love is an infinite motion, you ought not to dwell on the memory of having given. Love can flow because even after you have given incessantly again and again, you do not fixate on the memory of having given. Who is it that gave you love so valuable that you would not exchange it even for heaven and earth? Your parents did, and when you trace it back to its roots, God gave you that love. God gives this love of infinite value from the position of the parent, and then he forgets. Even if the sons and daughters who have received that love betray heaven, he gives again. It is because of God's endless love that you were able to come here today and make up this audience. For this reason, The path followed by true love is not having others live for one's sake. Rather, it is a path of sacrifice where one lives for others. For this reason, when God creates the object partner of his love, he desires to stand in the position of living for their sake and invests everything he possesses 100% over and over again. The original central figure possessing such a heart is God, the creator of heaven and earth. In living for the sake of others, true love gives everything 100%, 1,000%, and creates a vacuum. It follows the same principle as when air in an area of low pressure generates a circulatory motion from an area of high pressure. Accordingly, when you try to live absolutely for the sake of others, you will activate infinite power. Esteemed members of the Women's Federation for World Peace, It is said, women are weak, yet mothers are strong. This means that, though women by themselves may be weak and frail, when they stand in the subject position of love as a mother or play a central role of love as a wife or a daughter, they become incomparably strong. When they give 100% for the sake of their object partner, the void created by their giving is filled with God's love and the power of God's love 
is put in motion. Therefore, even for women, when they take after God and assume the subject position of passionate love, the power of that love manifests as an amazing strength that can save the family, the nation, and the world. By her passionate, patriotic heart to save her nation, a 16-year-old girl, Yu Guan Sun, miraculously engulfed the entire nation of Korea in the waves of the independence movement. As is apparent, God stands in the subject position of love, of giving for the sake of human beings, and he exists externally because his original nature continues this process of giving and giving again. That is why the logic of eternal life manifests itself in the path of true love. If human beings, whom God created as his companions of true love, had reached maturity in accordance with God's will and inherited his absolute and unchanging true love, a history of fundamental world unity would have unfolded, and there would not have been this wretched history of wars and bloodshed. When body and mind are united based on true love, you become the companion of God's own love, his eternal object partner. Not only that, you also become the heir of his eternal love. Love brings with it the right of inheritance, the right of cohabitation, and the right of participation as an equal. If a loving husband is a president and his wife is not even an elementary school graduate, when they become a loving husband and wife, what belongs to the husband belongs to the wife, and they have the right to stay together always, night and day, and also to share in the events of each other's lives. Since love has these three great properties, the right of inheritance, the right to shared lives, and the right to equal participation, when you stand in the position of perfect union with God's absolute and unchanging true love, you can stand with God wherever He may be. You have the right to live together with Him and participate in His work at all times. When you achieve this kind of connection, you will be able to see and communicate with God without even closing your eyes and be moved to tears. Sometimes a person who has encountered the sorrowful heart of God will stop suddenly, even in the middle of going somewhere, and cry their heart out. Even in the fallen world, there are many cases in which the love of a mother for her child creates the same kind of spiritual connection. And if her child meets with an unexpected accident away from home, the mother knows about it intuitively. She may even be aroused from her sleep when something happens and cry out her child's name as she wakes up sobbing. When you have prepared yourself to absorb into your body and mind 100% of God's essential true love, which will live for the sake of others for tens of thousands of years, the roots of God's love will be anchored in your heart. You will feel everything that He feels, and your body automatically will resonate with those feelings. In fact, the body is designed to be a resonator of the mind's world based on true love. You have to realize that in order to achieve the united world of body and mind, first God's love must be restored. However, this task remains unfulfilled. From the viewpoint of the logic of resonating with true love, when we human beings truly love and enter the realm of mutual oneness, we can say that God's life is our life. God's lineage is our lineage, and the created world in God's possession is our created world. 
Then we will be registered in the kingdom of heaven, with the heart of the Father and the Mother embracing heaven and earth. Which comes first, love or life? Love comes first. The life of humankind was conceived through love, based on the ideal of love. And so it follows that the essence of human life is love. Therefore, we can say that it is nature's law of life originating from the essence of love to live for the sake of others, and that in fact, human beings were born for the sake of others from the very moment of their birth. If I were born only for myself, or if everyone else had to exist only for my sake, the concept of love never could become reality. This is because the essence of love is that it comes into existence only when it is given. And the act of giving requires both a giver and a receiver. The person who sacrifices for the sake of the family can bring about love in the family. You may think that if you sacrifice for the sake of others, you will lose everything. In truth, it is the opposite. If anything, you become the subject being of love and the owner of everything. And you also are elevated to a higher dimension. A person who sacrifices and serves for the sake of the class becomes the class president, and a person who sacrifices for the sake of the village becomes the leader of the village. Furthermore, a person who sacrifices and serves for the sake of the nation becomes the owner of the nation. The principle of love is that when love sacrifices for something that is greater, the level of that love is elevated. When you sacrifice for something greater, rather than being absorbed by it, you can stand at its center and face a new dimension. The reason that Christianity became a religion of resurrection is that it teaches to sacrifice for others. Even when he faced dying on the cross as an innocent man, Jesus prayed, Father, not what I want, but what you want. Regarding the Roman soldier who stabbed him with his spear, he beseeched God to forgive his sin, along with the sin of everyone else who did not know what they were doing. Like God's life, Jesus exemplifies a life lived and sacrificed for the sake of others. This became the origin that created the history of resurrection, and thus became the essential core of Christian thought and tradition. When you go so far as to sacrifice even your life for the sake of others, you gain life of a higher dimension. My beloved members of the Women's Federation for World Peace, when you think about it, my visiting North Korea with my husband and meeting with President Kim Il-sung and various other party members on November the 30th, 1991, was an exceptionally high-risk endeavor. As you well know, Reverend Sung Myung Moon is a religious leader and the leader of the Victory Over Communism movement. The North Korean leaders have considered him their arch enemy, and they have even carried out all kinds of schemes, both in Korea and abroad, to eliminate my husband. And yet, depending solely on God, we were able to go to North Korea and proclaim, unification cannot be brought about through Juche ideology. Unification is possible only through Godism. We had a heart of love, desiring only to save them and to live for their sake, and we had a martyr spirit, ready to endure any sacrifice necessary to open the gates to the reunification of the homeland. We actually put into practice the words, those who are ready to die will live, and those who seek to live will die, similar to Jesus' saying in Matthew 16.25. True love can serve as the basis for conquering even hell. 
When you come to possess true love, all sorrows and pain transform into joy within that true love. In other words, true love is the desire of the original nature of humankind. It remains as an absolute authority that is greater than any authority asserted through power, knowledge, or money. In this regard, throughout history, God's strategy to save humankind and Satan's strategy to block him are exactly opposite in nature. God's strategy is to be struck first and then to receive, whereas Satan strikes first and then is dispossessed. Consider the history of the First and Second World Wars and the Cold War. In all of these, the side that struck first had to surrender. However, if someone robs God, God does not kill him and recover what was taken. Even though he has the power to appear imposingly as the master of the universe and strike and take things back by force, he still suffers as he receives the first blow. By sacrificing themselves, parents walk the path of leading their disloyal children to repentance. To establish the high road of the law of nature, God personally goes to Satan and teaches him to do this and that just as when a master comes to visit his or her pupil. However, history has shown us that Satan struck the master who went to teach him. Do you know what happens after you are struck? You are eligible to receive recompense for damages. Confucius endured much persecution. Jesus was accused of being a rebel before the Roman Empire and was killed. Only after a long period of history were they acknowledged as saints. Has there ever been anyone recognized as a saint while they were alive on earth? As is apparent, though such saints suffered miserably in their own times, through the progression of historical ages, they were elevated. When we apply for recompense, we request a payment over not just 10 or 20 years, but over a longer period of time, with interest being added continuously. Calculate how much you would get if you were very patient and wait for thousands of years. With all the interest that would be added in that time, you would have enough money to buy the bank and more. God has been waiting for thousands of years to recover what was taken from him. He employs the strategy of being struck first and then receives back what was taken. When the evil world persecutes you from all quarters and oppresses you, heavenly fortune will help you to leap forward and go beyond all opposition. God has allowed my husband and me many opportunities to undergo such experiences. Being persecuted is actually a secret method of inheriting the enemy's right of possession. In this way, the person whom God loves is always under the protection of heavenly fortune. Even if God has an enemy whom he wishes to overcome, God will not punish that person because God knows that that person has parents and a wife, as well as sons and daughters who love him. Since God has also crossed the Valley of Tears, when he experiences the heart of his enemy's parents, wife, and children who love him more than anyone else, he simply cannot eliminate this enemy. When you really come to feel God's heart, how could you possibly seek revenge? When you come to know God's heart, you want to help your enemy instead. That is the only way you can come to the path of truth, the path centered on love where you can embrace everybody in unity. Only then will heaven and earth move in unison, and will God shed tears. He will be delighted because you resemble Him. Since God takes this viewpoint, we can understand why we need to love our enemy. 
Such a power comes neither from knowledge, money, nor authority. Only true love has that power. Therefore, for your beloved sons, daughters, and parents, North and South Korea must go beyond thinking of each other as enemies and yearn for reunification in the spirit of true love, of living and sacrificing for the sake of others. The unification of North and South Korea, which is our long-cherished wish, is possible only through the spirit of true love, of loving even our enemies and living and making sacrifices for their sake. Just as parents look after their children and siblings look out for each other, we need to be able to meet with our North Korean brothers and sisters with God's unchanging true love and truly feel and share their pain as if it were ours. The intersection where God, Adam, and Eve can meet one another and settle down based on true love forms a 90-degree angle. The path of true love that connects God and humankind vertically can only be perpendicular, since that is the shortest route. And the path of true love that connects perfected Adam and Eve as husband and wife is a level, horizontal line. So the point where these vertical and horizontal paths meet automatically forms a right angle. This point of intersection has absolute value and becomes the one center and model that binds true love. However, the archangel twisted this angle before Adam and Eve could reach maturity, and this constituted the fall. When a carpenter builds a house, what does he consider first, the horizontal or the vertical? If he considers the horizontal first, that means that he is already taking the vertical into account. Similarly, the word woman came to be because the man already had been taken into account, and the word man is premised on the woman. The word above takes below into account, and the word right implies the existence of left. In a similar way, the word horizontal incorporates the notion of vertical. In all these examples, the fact that you recognize the implied existence of something means that you recognize the relationship between two things that exist for each other's sake. Since each exists for the other, that is the basis of true love. Where would the meeting point be between God and the original Adam and Eve? God's love and true parents' love, God's life and true parents' life, and God's lineage and true parents' lineage come together at the right angle where the vertical meets the horizontal, and nowhere else. This is the official point that establishes true love. God is the vertical parent of true love, and Adam and Eve are the parents centered on horizontal true love. When you are born inheriting the love, life, and lineage of these two kinds of parents, your mind becomes the vertical self and your body becomes the horizontal self. And when this vertical self and horizontal self unite, human beings can become the eternal companions of God's true love. God has true love, true life, and true lineage. And because we come from Him, we ought to have true love, true life, and true lineage. Human beings were born to relate as parents and children, united in God's true love. And so, just as God's body and mind unite naturally through true love, the body and mind of human beings also are to unite naturally through true love. However, the body of fallen human beings, who have inherited Satan's love, life, and lineage, stands on Satan's side, and the mind stands at the forefront of God's side, and they are constantly fighting. As is apparent, self-centered love in today's societies manifests in relation to the body, not the mind. 
The body has become the dance hall of the devil. The body has become a ball and chain, oppressing all human endeavors. The mind is in the position of the plus in heaven's stead, and yet the body has established itself wrongly as another plus and is pushing and pulling the mind. During our lifetime, we have a duty to correct this situation. Knowing this, God created religion as a repair shop for this purpose. For this reason, religion teaches people to strike the body through fasting or through sacrificing for and serving others, thereby compelling the body to submit to the mind. In other words, the life of faith nurtures this lifestyle for a period of three to five years or even longer until it becomes habitual in order to weaken the body's desire until it conforms to the wishes of the mind. Religion also emphasizes that we should pray without ceasing. Since God remains always in the vertical position, He cannot work unless He goes through the mind. Satan, on the other hand, can work from all directions, because Satan can approach us from anywhere in the 360-degree circle, God is bound to lose out to the work of Satan. The mind stands vertically, and it must be focused. The vertical does not have a horizontal base, and it cannot proceed to establish the horizontal base. For this reason, the mind is inclined to be attracted to the environment. Accordingly, in order to subjugate our body, we need to make conditions to strengthen our mind from a vertical position until it is three or four times its present strength. We need to do this for three to five years to cultivate it as a habit. Other than these two ways, there is no other alternative to bring us back to our original state. Unless we human beings go through the gate of religion, which helps us to cultivate ourselves, we cannot find the path to our original hometown. We cannot do this only through the paths of philosophy, knowledge, or even the conscience. Our vertical mind and horizontal mind must unite. Then what was the origin of the fall that led our mind and body to disunite with God's ideal? The Bible states that it was because our first ancestors ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When this happened, what part of the body did they cover? Was it their mouths? Was it their hands? No, it was neither of those. They hid their lower parts. This means that they had a love relationship with Satan as their center. This is the origin from which the lineage of evil was multiplied. It was through the reproductive organs that true love, true life, and the true lineage of human beings were to have been shared and multiplied. Nevertheless, these reproductive organs, which were to have been so holy, turned into the terrible place that destroyed our connection to heavenly law. They became the den of evil. In this way, false love, false life, and false lineage were sown instead. The first ancestors, Adam and Eve, fell during their teens, before they had reached maturity. Since evil was realized in this way, the lineage of evil multiplied throughout the history of the human world. Therefore, in the last days, which is the harvest time, young people in all parts of the world will act out the destruction of the ethics of love, similar to the way Adam and Eve did, thereby following the trend of degeneration. When you witness this phenomenon, you need to understand that the era of Satan's full authority has come upon this earth. That moment in time is the day of judgment during which God will yield the iron rod. As is recorded in biblical history, 
The cities and nations that were immoral in the sight of God were destroyed. There was no more compelling reason for the burning of Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone, or later the destruction of Rome. They were destroyed because the people did not cherish their chastity. They did not honor the ideal of the purity of love and instead immerse themselves in obscene acts. Look at the world's advanced nations today, for instance, the United States, the European countries, and Japan. Who can stop the tidal wave of free sex and immorality engulfing the East and the West? As if hedonism, stimulating only the peripheral nerves, and confused love were not enough, the world is now also full of empty people clamoring for mind-altering drugs. All of these paths that dominate the body lead toward death. The mind does not desire them. The mind buries its face in its hands and weeps. The conscience has not fulfilled its mission to guide humankind on the noble road of the law of nature to God's bosom, the original starting point. Someone has to come forward and lead humanity from this fallen environment to the path of salvation. Humanity, which has fallen and gone over to Satan's side, resembles wild olive trees. Among them are wild olive trees of the religious realm, the people whom God has found and set apart, and they are the wild olive trees under God's ownership. For this reason, God can lead them without reservation. He has prepared them so that when the Lord of the Second Advent appears, it will be easy to cut and engraft them all at once. These wild olive trees then will become the true olive trees and return to their original state. For this reason, religious believers also need to find the original true father. This is because they were born without having received the seed of life from the original true father. To put it another way, they did not achieve the ideal of oneness as the true sons and daughters connected to the lineage of God centering on original true love. It is for this reason that the Messiah has to come. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know who the Messiah is? The Messiah comes as the true parents to pull out the false roots that the false parents planted and to return false parenthood to its original true form. They fulfill thereby the important responsibility of banishing Satan and constructing the kingdom of heaven, the world of freedom and liberation welcomed by all. Ladies and gentlemen, when you become sons and daughters who have inherited God's love, life, and lineage, as well as true parents' love, life, and lineage, the origin of true peace, in which the mind and the body do not fight each other, will blossom within you, just as it does in God. The world of eternal peace will begin from where your mind and body are united. Respected members of the Women's Federation for World Peace, let us all fulfill our duties as servants with the heart of parents. Let us shed sweat for earth tears for humanity, and blood for heaven. Appease the sorrows of our heavenly parent, the marvelous master who created the universe, shouldering the cross of constructing one world of peace, and let us march forward on the path of world salvation. Let us not forget that though our destination seems as far as the other end of the world, our starting point is that reality where our mind and body are united based on true love. We need to bear in mind that when our families become the settlement of eternal happiness and true love, they can realize our desired ideal nation and world. Our Women's Federation for World Peace movement 
will help start the Family Federation for World Peace Movement, in which all peoples of the world can participate. It will lead the five races to construct a world of true love, where generation after generation will live and give for the sake of others while enjoying eternal life. Let us all resolve to challenge ourselves to act and take the lead in this historic enterprise. Praying that God's blessings will be with you and your families, I would like to conclude my speech. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Tune in tomorrow for a reading of Women Will Play a Leading Role in the Ideal World.